in terms sure. of 2019, I could not give less of a fuck, man. I feel like 2019 is just like a gap year before 2020. <laughs> I feel like it's just like... <laughs> GMV episode 81. I'm Luke. I'm Joe. And we back at it in 2019 now, man. How you feeling for the new year? <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling ready, man. I think I'm much way more ready than I was for uh the last year and stuff. Like I'm 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 excited to see what this year brings. You know, a lot of stuff happens in a year and I have to say moving out here, I I feel like time not only feels like it moves faster, but it kind of feels like I, I experience more out here. I don't know, maybe because everything's mm-hmm. new, but uh, but um, yeah, I'm ready for it. How about you? I feel exactly the same, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel any different. But I, I actually, no, I like what you said. And I was kind of clowning when I said that, based on last year we did one, and I, I think it was last year's. Cause, damn, we're com- this is the third year we've been going now. It might just be the second New Year's we passed by, I think, but we did a definitely did a whole episode where we basically just like shit on New Year's, <laughs> New Year's I resolutions, know. which I, I still kind of feel the same way, but like I'm not mad at it if people like to do that thing and like make a big deal out of New Year's, but honestly, like myself, and it is what you're saying is very valid in the sense that I think it can be valuable to look back and reflect. I still, the New Year just doesn't do that for me, like it'll be more like events in my life or places I go like we uh so both of us unfortunately we went so you went back back east to Vermont for Christmas and I went yeah. there for New Year's yeah every time I go back to Vermont that leaves me feeling some kind of way where I definitely like reflect on what I'm doing now and what just how I feel about it overall but for in sure. terms of 2019 I could not give less of a fuck, man. I feel like 2019 is just like a gap year before 2020. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's like a, a almost like a leap year, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't. It's I feel it's, you, man. Yeah. I don't like the 2009, the like, 2019. Like it doesn't even look good. And a half, yeah, man. <laughs> I don't even like writing 19 at the at the end of the fucking date anymore. Like I want to write 20. Like to be honest with you, I don't know what it is about 19. Even when I turned the age 19, I didn't yeah. like it. I was like, this is bullshit. That's yeah. pretty, I feel like that's a pretty weak age, too. Like, it doesn't do shit for you. Like, yeah, it's so. The number 19 just kind of sucks. You know what yeah, I mean? To be honest. I got to be honest. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I guess I was in college, and I have zero idea what I was doing in 19. Like, nothing. <laughs> I have no, no clue, man. So, yeah, just, but personally, in terms of what I'm actually doing, not really relevant to the New Year's or any shit like that, but I'm on the exact same stuff I was, and that's what I'm, I'm very happy doing at the moment. I, all I want to do is just train my ass off and enjoy Colorado. And the the thing, and I do this pretty much every winter. I don't even know when I really got in this kind of flow, but it's probably been like damn near a decade. I like to, I always joke, like I like to hibernate in the winter. What I mean by that is I like to basically just kick back and not do much besides train, work, and like get, like hand, handle my normal business. But I keep like the amount of stuff I'm doing definitely lower key. And I don't know if that's purely because of the seasons or just how it works out, but that's just kind of how I like to structure my years. And I do it almost every, I, it's, I guess just less daylight. Like it feels, days are shorter, feels like you have less time. So I don't try to get as much done as I do in the summer at all. 
I try to keep it almost like a recovery period. You know what I mean? Even though I'm not saying that literally, because I'm still still working hard on the like the the workout side of things for sure. Probably like, and this is this is another. It's a pretty common thing that a lot of people who who work out consistently consistently like to do. Either you're whether you're calling it bulking or gaining strength or whatever in the winter, that's a pretty typical time to do it. Most people use that as an excuse to get fat, whatever. If that works for yeah. you, do that shit. It will. Like if you're just trying to like like I was trying to keep warm. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I trying to keep Leo, warm. Back when uh, it's it's not even fucking cold out here either, man. You catching yeah. sun out on my porch like every morning. Seriously. <laughs> oh, so it's if you are just trying to throw on muscle because I was doing this when I was younger, just getting a little 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 husky in the winter is is helpful, man. It is. Just eat more, lift some heavy ass weights. That's a good formula. Then you can get back to like cleaning up your diet and shit. That's not how I do it yeah. now because I'm not. I don't care about that. I would. I'm trying to gain a little bit of strength in certain movements. So. So it can nothing to do with 2019, but if we are saying right now, what I'm trying to do is get my deadlift up a little. I'm trying to get me some one arm chin ups yep. and some handstand push ups. Those are the three things I'm focusing on at the moment. And yeah, I can't say there's like too much else that I I care that much about it really like out there. <laughs> I mean. So and the of course that that is I conducive. fucking like it, man. <laughs> the other, yeah, like I really don't have much like. I'm training a hell of a lot of jujitsu more than I really planned on. And that's, that's been a lot of fun. I really like that. It beats the fuck out of you for sure. But you know what it is, man. It's that same thing as feeling sore after a heavy workout in, in a yeah. weird way. It feels good. I am. I'm it purposely, feels good to get your ass kicked for some reason. like that. Well, 100% man, but let's be real too. It, like you can come after a, a hard session and like you say you got, you got choked out a few times it, it's yeah you can still like come out of it feeling really feeling good and all that but it feels better if you were on the other side of that <laughs> like if sure. you if you submitted a few people that that feels better so what is cool i'm sure you dealt with it when you were, were training jujitsu too it's cool when you roll with a way higher belt you really have little chance of doing anything against unless you just get a lucky submission or something you know but I take my wings. Way and they show you, like they're yeah, like, Yo, yeah, don't do that, like, because I'm just gonna put you in a triangle. Do this, and I'm like, oh, cool. I won't do that next time. So, I really, I, I like the, yeah, the mental side of it for sure. Along Big time. With such I mean, a it definitely activity. teaches you a lot about your own ego and shit too. I mean, I like my wins with a with a high, much higher belt than myself, or even a black belt, would be like blocking something. That yeah. I knew that I blocked so they couldn't do it or just making it impossible for them to choke me out. So, like, I had I had a few people, like, just just had playing a real good D, you know. And that kind of taught me to play against the or to roll with the other guys that were lower belts. It made me a lot better, you know, just playing yeah, a lot of sure. D, t- like, focusing in on what the fuck is going on. And I think with the other guys, just because they can think a little bit more rather than react – and uh, you know, for me, I react a little bit more than I think because I just, Definitely. I don't, I don't have that mindset yet. You know, I don't have that patience or or that like that thought process to go through it nice and slow. But to be able to see that and experience that while somebody's doing it to you, it was so beneficial. Like I, I really liked rolling with people that were black belts, and fortunately, I had the opportunity to talk to a few of the guys because you know the black belts are always a little skeptical about rolling with the 
rolling with the whites and shit just because, you know, we could be crazy. We're not a little stronger. They're a little older. You could hurt them, whatever it is. But um, I talked to a few guys, and that's why I ended up rolling with a lot of the black belts the majority of the time. And, man, it, like, tuned me right up. I rolled with them for probably about a month straight with these three particular black belts. And when I started rolling again with the white and the blue belts and stuff, I was like a fucking monster compared to what I was Mm -hmm. in the beginning. You know, it, it changed a lot. And it was only because I kind of did what the black belts did. I was trying to mimic it. I was, I was just slowing down a little bit, thinking about the movements, thinking about, like, mm-hmm. where where I could use my torque of my body and, like, where I could put weight and stuff. And it was really cool. It kind of gave me, like, a third-person view. You know what I mean? As if I'm rolling and I was, like, kind of the kind of mm-hmm. outer body experience looking in on what was going on. And it made it a lot easier for me to roll and, like – get those moves in, get my hands where I needed to get, uh, fucking find that choke, you know, like shit like that. It was pretty cool. That's interesting, man. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the same reason why so many people, ourselves included, have been into that type of training recently. Cause it's so engaging mentally. And it's just that shit. Rogan always beast to death, man. It's just like problem solving, but with that heavy physical component and adding the layer of it being like, of course, jiu-jitsu isn't, like, straight combat because you're not striking, too, and, like, there's rules, it's a sport, but as far as sports go, it gets pretty close in the same sense that football I mean, has a lot of that. you break each other's fucking bones well, that, and jizz, Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. Like, football football's not a combat sport at all, but you're getting pretty fucking physical and trying to hurt each other, and that, I always laugh when people who don't understand that, and it comes up more and more now with all the CTE shit. They're like, oh, you're like, yeah, we need, like, a better helmet and better rules against this, and yeah, dude, like, it, it's about the sport. It's not, all right? Like, I'm sorry. Anyone who's played peewee to any, uh, up to whatever level you got at football, what, what were you trying to do, man, if you had a chance? And I don't care if it was practice, in a game, a scrimmage. Kill if somebody. You got a I was fucking running. Fucking head off. Head off, like, that's everyone it. Everyone else was. <laughs> the actual reason why I stopped, I played soccer most of my younger life. I switched to football because I was sick of getting these stupid fucking refs blowing their goddamn whistle because I elbowed someone when I was running <laughs> next to him. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, we're supposed to run. I'm supposed to run next to this little kid and not push him over. <laughs> like, it, it was just it, it, too frustrating. I was like, fuck it. I'll play football because it's more aggressive, more physical, and because you actually have that outlet to try to really, it's it's just, and you can do it in intelligent ways. You know, like, if you're a smaller guy, maybe you have to undercut someone or whatever. You can't just, just hit them straight up, but Either way, you're trying to lay someone the fuck out. That's what my it is. favorite's the spear, man. I lo- I love. F- I was good at that just because I built. <laughs> I built very fucking well for that thick, you know, short, solid, and I could just. I could run pretty fast, so I'd get that speed up, man. I got a couple. I just still even think about them. I have actually on video. A coach sent them to me, uh, you know, from back home, and uh, that those were the good times. I mean, and I don't remember anything else in. During football, other than wanting to fuck somebody up, you know what I mean? Well, other than, that's the only like, I don't I'll, remember yeah. good, yeah, like, even during practice, I don't remember, like, certain things we did other than, like, say, I love playing, I loved when we did, uh, 
what the fuck was it when you laid on your backs and we got up real fast? What the hell was yeah, that? Yeah, I know the drill you're talking about. But, uh, yeah, one person is, is flat on their back, yeah, and you just have to get up and try to tackle Yeah, you're head-to-head, you're, you're on your it. backs, and you have to turn around and fucking smash each other. Now, because I'm short and I can get up real fast, I was always killing so, dude, people. Think about this. And, like I said, I don't want to say, of course, there's, like, way deeper levels to football, and you get into the coaching and the strategy, and especially, like, a quarterback or anyone who's really good. They're, they're going into all kinds of other stuff besides the physicality all i'm saying is that's a huge component and when i was a teenager fucking high school that's all i was interested in but think about that drill you're you're talking about which i, I can definitely i think it's think hamburger yeah i think yeah it was yeah it was a hamburger, I think it's hamburger. Sure. yeah i bet there's all kinds of names for it too but it probably is but i'm pretty football. sure we called it hamburger because you're smashing yeah, no you're you're absolutely right so think about how fucking similar that drill would be to i'm sure like almost all the drills they were doing in high school wrestling yeah like very are you kidding yeah. me like it was yeah, so and that i was i don't wish i wrestled back in high school now i wish i had had some experience that because it would help jujitsu now sure, but i wish i don't it. wish it because i love basketball and that's a totally different side basketball you can get a very there's a little bit of physicality but it's pretty much like a zero zero aggression in the sport outside like i said very limited ways where you can actually put yourself up against someone physically it's all finesse and skill and i love that side of things too football is kind of both of them but it's just stupid to ignore how dominant the just trying to take someone's fucking head off is in football so when it's the same thing like people always go in on the ct and all that and it that shit is terrible don't get me wrong what i'm hoping is that we just get better medical technology to help prevent it as it happens like say right after you get the heavy concussion there's a bunch of stuff you can do that they generally don't even all the way up to the nfl to prevent the inflammation in the brain and the long-term damage all the way up to like damn i don't know man maybe they're gonna be shooting stem cells into your head and like regenerating it that way because saying being like oh we should make football safe is the same thing as being like we should make boxing safe that's ridiculous you're getting punched in the head if you want to do it, great. Like I, I it's, but which don't. why are they so concerned? Okay, now you just brought that up. It brought a whole fucking new outlook of shit to me, J- just awareness to me. Why the fuck does everybody think that you know football is going to go? Like a lot of people are saying that football is going to be a sport that they're going to they're going to get rid of, you know, over so, time. I love not this something, one. Not to say real fast or anything, but then why the fuck do we box or have UFC or any of that shit? That's then? what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually, say like. 100 years from now football's not popular like just like ha- sports going come in and out that happens all the time but this and i got a shout out to uh to brendan Schaub, the guy who does the fighter and the kid and his mma podcast because he always brings this up the nfl's ratings are at an all-time high and mma is spiking like crazy i mean it's mma's barely a decade and a half really really only a decade of being popular technically it's just about two decades old it started in the 90s getting ridiculously popular what the fuck are we talking about like yeah. not only do people love doing the sport and the stuff like the non like straight mma training but like jujitsu a little how popular muay thai is getting stuff like that that's a testament to how much people love it as spectators tons of people who don't care about the training at all the same way most people are sitting on their couch like drinking beers and shit and watching football because they just love watching the sport as a spectator for entertainment value MMA has the same thing. It's so foolish for people to be like, yeah, like we're we're moving past that kind of thing. What I think it actually is, man, and this goes back to what we were actually talking about before we we got recording for this one 
I think people are getting basically so soft in general. I don't, it just kind of fits in with the the whole Americanized thing. They're getting uh, they're getting so they they have such a lack of uh any kind of outlet for the normal primal aggression that is just built into all humans, outside of like the total fucking bitches. <laughs> but <laughs> most of us at least <laughs> have something, and if you don't use if you don't have an outlet for that, it goes bad real fast because either it comes out in an angry or I would say probably more commonly like depressed way people they they don't even understand what they're because their body's all fucked up and they don't have an outlet for just again just a very normal human thing that's built in it's an evolutionary characteristic of of, of aggression and I don't mean that as in we're not talking about literal aggression like we were talking about in football although it can come out like that some people if we're talking about putting in a positive direction it comes out in their work some people it comes out into putting extreme effort into their family lives or their friends or whatever, and that's a, a positive way to put it out. If you don't have an outlet for that, that like it's that primal drive that ain't like kept us alive as humans. You, it, like I said, it goes south real fast, man. And you yeah. get you get depressed and have no idea why you're depressed. Then you you pull it to the doctor and get some pill for it without addressing anything to do with the actual cause. And one of the easiest ways to start on this is just just have a an outlet for that kind of primal energy. Just get yourself some phys- good physical activity, whether that's running, lifting weights, whatever. And I'm not saying that's the the key to it, like the end all, but that's a great starting point for a lot of people. And you see it all the time. That's why exercising is one of the best fucking antidepressants out there because it gives you an outlet for that shit. Yeah. And if you're, say, a more aggressive person, yeah, maybe something like jujitsu or powerlifting or whatever is better for you. Or like I said, you see it in the business world all the time real type a people some if they're if they're not good at it people will call them workaholics if they're good good at it people will call them successful so whatever that outlet is <laughs> yeah, you get, got I like, that. For it. I like so, that yeah i think that's uh just recognize and being real it is being recognized more and more like we're not talking about something that's not getting brought up all the time now having something like that and it's what you really have to do to figure it out. Cause like I said, there's no blanket approach with this. Cause like, I just brought up a bunch of random shit that wouldn't work. The, all those things wouldn't work the same for one person. You kind of have to see whether if you're talking about yourself, you got to look in the mirror and see what your personality is like, what kind of outlet would work for you. Or if you're maybe trying to, to help someone out or give advice, don't give advice that would work for you. And this is something that we, like I said, as much as, probably getting in some exercise would be good for almost any anyone we've admitted this for a long time man most people it wouldn't be good to try to train like either of us do be a no. goddamn waste of time for them don't train yeah. like if you're just trying to be fit and keep your body relative train a couple times a week maybe and yeah. probably you don't need to be fucking doing anything crazy we're a little over exactly. the top you know? but there's a, but there are a lot of people like us too it would be a minority sure. you know what i mean but if you're not like that then you find your other outlet for whatever that is and like I said, so like when I'm trying to give, I do this all the time. I'm trying to give someone advice just on the fitness stuff because that's something that like I personally, I really love and I know a decent amount about. I rarely tell them, almost never, again, unless I'm running into someone like you, give them advice that would apply to myself. I say, oh, no, no train, train two, two or three times a week. Oh, yeah. Do the maybe a couple stretches, all this shit. And people kind of get mad at me even for that because they'll ask me, so that's what you do? And I'll be like, no, I, I don't. No. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't do that. They're like, well, no, I, well, train every well, I want to know day. what you do. I'm like, 
To be me means you're going to have to change fucking everything in your life right now. You know no, what no, I mean? You mean think about you it. You have to be a different person. They don't yeah, have, that's what I mean. They're not you wired. To to everything. Like, it's yeah, not the same. Yeah. It wouldn't, it, the, they're just totally different variables that's, in that that's equation. That's what I try so. telling them. Most of the time, you know, I'll get people that do understand that, but then I'll get people that just tell me, you know, like, oh, sure, whatever. And then I get the people that say, oh, maybe your workouts are too good for me or whatever. You know what I mean? They get some sarcastic jealousy in there or something. But then I get the people that do kind of recognize and they'll be like, all right, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. But I could definitely do the three days and then eat like this. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely could. Well, that's the thing. So people who can accept it, who can go instantly, and this is a hard thing to do. I mean, it's hard for anyone, most definitely myself included, to when someone says something, be like, you could do this, and then they say, but that wouldn't work for you. Like, instantly, your ego wants to be like, fuck you, I could do that. I could train my ass off every day. But clearly, for most people, that's not a good solution to them. If they say, if we just want to isolate, break this down to just, like, trying to get in decent shape and get on top of your physical health, most people aren't cut out to fucking train all the time. And that's, they shouldn't be. They should be putting their energy into other stuff. Yeah. But when you... uh when you tell them that, they instantly want to say, yeah, I could do that. Like, we had technically you could, like, you could go, but it wouldn't be a good thing. So why bother to do that? The people who can go, oh, shit, I realize what you're saying. It's actually better for me to only go a couple times a week, put my energy into that, get the the biggest uh, bang for my buck in terms of what I'm, the work I'm putting in. They're the ones who can look at themselves objectively, which is yes. a, a, a very admirable way to look at things in my opinion like because that's that's what I try to do myself too when I'm doing some shit I'm like what do I actually have the tools to do with myself like because I'm not as much as you know like when you're all at least this is how I thought when I was a, a little younger fuck it I could do any of that shit man and I still like I'll look at most things and think I have the ability to do it but I can be real with myself and go I, I never would do that yeah. I'm not getting you know what I mean like there, there's just there's many paths like I would never Shit, so we're talking about uh, just this little little the Skype bullshit, how we're recording these now before we get on. It's been frustrating me because I'm trying to convert the, the file to get it into, just to get it, a very simple thing to get it into an MP3 so I can upload it. I'm probably never going to be a software engineer. You know no. what I mean? Like, yeah. I bet I, I could take classes. I could read books on that shit. You're closer people, to a parkour fucking dude than that's you are. What I'm <laughs> I could... I could learn how to code if I wanted to. I'm never going to. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not going to. So there's no sense in me acting like I I should be better at that than I am because it's not something that I'm going to put my energy to. And that's just being real with myself. Like I'll get as proficient with this, the whole computer side of stuff as I need to be to functionally do what I want to do. But if there's anything like, honestly, man, like if I had to build a website for something, I might use one of those sites, but if I was say if I was actually running a, a more complicated business, like say where you're selling stuff through the website, I'm for sure just paying someone to make a website for me. It would just be a waste of time for me to do that myself. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, like and it's not because I I would especially now like there's all these sites that have all the the layouts and shit templates that are made make it pretty easy for you. It would still be more efficient for me to just pay someone to to do that in the same way. Like so I just have my truck. Uh, I'm getting it getting it ready to get registered in Colorado because somehow my old truck that I drove out here is still running, which I'm, I'm very thankful for. I love the fuck out of that truck. So 
it just passed emissions too, which um, I was surprised. I'm I took. Glad, a, I'm glad we got it. I'm glad when we went and checked it out. It looked like it was going to be a yeah. decent rig at first. It had some issues, but dude, I have to say, it brought you across the country. It's been going it's strong for awesome. what three years. That's been my favorite vehicle I've ever had, honestly, and I'm still I'm surprised it's lasted this long. But yeah, back to the point. So I just some little things I'm doing with it, getting uh whatever, fixing the because it's a New England truck, so it's hella rusty. The the parking brake cable snapped. It's an automatic truck, so it wasn't like a big deal to me. But I went in to get that fixed, just because I didn't like seeing that little fucking cable hanging there. Really, just because I knew it was there, I just wanted it fixed. Not that expensive. I looked it up before. I could have ordered the part for like seventy bucks, and probably installed it at least i don't want to say for sure because i'm but it would have been such a fucking waste of time for me it probably would have taken me at least a whole day if not a couple like i you know, in terms of like daylight you know i mean probably like probably like eight eight nine hours total of me fucking around this little thing or i could pay 150 bucks and have the mechanic do it in 45 minutes yeah why would i put like to, to me personally that's just not a good use of my time to do that shit when i could be going to like train jujitsu or something that's more useful to me even though i know from someone else looking in that doesn't make sense because i've had this conversation with friends they're like yeah like I, i'd rather just learn to fix my own shit than take it into the shop and i totally understand and respect that but for me that's absolutely not see like, I, i'm, I'm kind of in the middle i'm in the middle with all that because like what i do is i give myself a limit i know what i can do and what i can't do exactly so, like i that's can do things I on my up, truck man. There's yeah. a lot of areas on my truck. I, I will definitely take care of it. I know I could do it within fucking five, ten, maybe maybe half hour. You know what I mean? Bam, bang it out. Especially like something like a emergency brake. Like I did so many yeah. fucking emergency brakes. So, anyways, do that real quick. But if it's something immediate, like something stupid, like I'm not gonna have the tools to do the fucking alternator on my truck. I just don't have the fucking tools for it. Yeah. So I might have it, but I'm not going to take the chance of now digging in my fucking shit for tools when I could just buy the alternator and have somebody put it in for fucking 450 well, let's bucks. let's be real, man. I would have probably driven the truck down to your spot and had you show me how to fix it, but I knew we wouldn't have all the tools and it would have yeah. been, given that it's a rusty old truck, it would have been more hassle than it's worth to do that shit. Yeah, Even and I don't have, a, like, all the fucking necessities here to, like, just, oh, we're going to just torch this off, you know what I mean? Like, stupid things like that. I have a good amount. Exactly. I can I could do some shit, but, you know, I got a limit. And, I, and you know what was really cool that you said this because what I did when I moved, which I would suggest for other people to do, and maybe this would be a great thing to actually utilize your time and think about your time a little more wisely. But what I did was before I moved out here, I took a certain amount of tools. I knew every tool I had. And with those tools, I know how far I can go with anything. I know how far I can go, say, on my rig. I can know how far I could like work on, a, uh, say, a house or like put some shit up or fix a roof or whatever it is. I could do certain things, but I have an overall umbrella as far as I go. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I feel like people always yeah. overstep their bounds, you know? Think about what what you did, and I liked how you put it too. You just said exactly what I was talking about in regards to the fitness shit, but you just applied it to something else, and that's exactly what I meant because it doesn't for sure. I just always default to the fitness example because that's what I'm so familiar with. Yeah. 
you uh you just talked about being objective with yourself you know what you can do but you're not going to be like oh i'm about to rebuild this whole fucking engine with a goddamn screwdriver <laughs> you know you're like that's that well, with even your... a toolbox you can carry if you could carry yeah. all your tools to your vehicle at once you don't have the right to work a whole lot on that vehicle okay you cannot exactly. fucking carry all the tools in one box and that's what i'm saying i have one i brought a one toolbox out here with me and i've already just been useful for all kind of shit sitting in in the back of my truck right now one little home depot toolbox that's it and i don't want more tools right now either like maybe when i'm a an old guy if i have an old truck that i'm real into i would love to learn how to work out on it right now hell no if i had like a big ass shop or barn or something all the fucking tools i want sure it, it, it could be something fun and in reality too this is the other side and this is just fucking awesome i don't care i've done this on my truck I did it on a, a computer a little while ago. You can find usually a detailed tutorial just on YouTube. If not, you can definitely oh, find a, yeah. a written breakdown of how to do almost anything. And if you do just have a bunch of extra time and want something engaging to do, if you're into doing something like fucking around with your truck, especially like I see a lot of people do it with their vehicles. They're trying to do something extra, put some kind of upgrade on it that they don't really need. But it's worth it if they can do it themselves versus just going to pay and have someone do it because then it doesn't feel the same. It's the same kind of basic concept, I think, is why if you like grow your own shitty little vegetable garden and you have this like, I don't know, like little fucking lettuce plants and shit, that salad somehow tastes better than the stuff that was grown by a professional. But you have pride in it. That you you grab at the store in the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might... uh, you might build a little shop or do whatever on, on your truck or something. It's going to feel better if you did it yourself, even though it might not be quite as good as if a professional For did sure. it. But. And, like, you pointing that out, like, I don't understand why that's not something that is more thought of. Like, say something as simple as, you know, simple as this, even all the way down to this, not even building anything, not fixing anything or, or changing anything. Say cleaning your fucking on a Sunday, cleaning the dishes, already having, like, dinner cooked fucking the house is all organized like you did that fucking feels good it's all done like you have nothing else to do this is how this is one and i feel like you just continually run into these stupid fucking things in life as you go on like perspective changes like one that i kept hearing and it's funny because it kind of does apply to all of us and i'm pretty sure we were talking about this last christmas too because i got the same shit got myself a pair of it was darn tough wool socks Oh, yeah. That's probably my favorite thing I got for Christmas. Because <laughs> they're great socks, man. Keep your feet nice and toasty. I fucking love Darn Tough socks. Shout out. Shout out Darn <laughs> yeah, Tough. They're so, they're so good, man. So that, it's like, damn. Whereas, like, I know, rewind 15, 20 years, I would be like, what the fuck are these? <laughs> yeah, I know. Get these the fuck out of my face. I know. So, but see, uh, like, what, that's something, what, what I was just touching on was something that every I know everybody feels it in some manner, whether it's when they clean their car or when they build a shelf or when they fix something real quick for somebody else at work or whatever it is. I know there's that feeling that everybody gets at some point where you're like, man, dude, like, I'm fucking on top of it. Like, I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Just feel very proud of yourself. Well, you know, this kind of goes back to what you were saying before. And the reason I was differentiating basically with stuff that's optional, whether it's working on, like, maybe your own house, your own truck or whatever, is because it almost makes it recreational. And it actually is, even though I totally get where you're coming from because it's rarely applied, it is one of those things that's totally common knowledge. Because think about it this way, man. How 
ridiculously common is for people to be like, it's a healthy thing to have like a good habit or not habit hobby that you invest your time into. Like that's a very, it's advice that's given out left and right all over. Everyone, anyone would know it. Like that's probably a good to but have. Really? Like, I wish we would reword that. Well, I wish it I, could I, be reworded, but this is the issue with it. It's not even cause you know, you can word anything, whichever way it's actually applying that is what people don't think about actually yeah, thinking about an activity sure that you enjoy or at least at the very least is engaging and then feeling the the rewards of the work you put into it when apply that to whatever the fuck you want whether it's actual work whether it's a hobby or what but the concept which is the important part is it's it's common knowledge it's, it's fucking common sense man yeah. really everyone knows it it's just very rarely applied and that's what i'm saying like personally my hobby at the moment is training jujitsu and muay thai i'm really love that shit because it's so engaging for me it's just it, it works for for the kind of energy i'm trying to put out at the moment it's a perfect outlet for it so i would rather all day do a jujitsu class over get my learn watch all the fucking youtube videos out there i'd have to fix my goddamn truck even though the same thing might work very well for some people it's super rewarding to learn how to fix something new on their truck. I've seen it so many times with people. They're doing exactly what you were advocating. They're all proud of themselves. Yo, look what I did here. All this shit is great. That's just not for me at the moment. Now, what I, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if I'm an old guy all into some old-ass truck I have and happy because I was actually able to fix some little thing myself. At the moment, nah, I would rather train. And that's probably mostly... The reason why I personally, and I bet this applies to you somewhat as well, why I'm so into training right now is because I can do that right now. I'm in my 20s. Like, I have the ability to put out the, the most physical effort I can. That shit doesn't stay around forever. So, yeah. for me, it's always been, and this, I apply this to other things as well, but mostly the physical stuff. Like, I like training so hard just because I can right now. And I know that's a temporary thing. I'm not going to try to train. Like, who knows? Say, if I really went down the jujitsu path, of course, we were talking about old ass. Most black belts are on the older side. It is kind of cool. The gym I'm training at now, there are a few younger ones who have really put in that work. Started young, like some of the, the teachers who are maybe early 30s, definitely some in their 20s, who are legit high-level black belts because they've really put it in. The, but a lot of the, the purple belts, brown and black belts, they're like... We're not talking ancient, but we're talking like late 40s and 50s for sure. Their physical prime is well behind them, but they're still able to progress because that's the whole philosophy behind jujitsu is using the leverage and really just the physics to get an advantage regardless of the, the, the physical components of the two people competing. But if whether or not I did that, I can't say for sure. I, honestly, I kind of doubt it. Like I had a, a friend, this is a, this is actually a better example because jujitsu is for the reasons I just laid out much easier to do as you age. Muay Thai, not so much like kickboxing is real tough on not just what you have to do physically, but also what you, the, the type of, if you're doing even like the lightest sparring, honestly, even a lot of the pad work, it's, it's a lot of impact. Like it, it just, that's what it is, what it is. Like, even if you're just kicking pads, sometimes I've occasionally gotten bruised, definitely on my feet, occasionally even on my legs too, just from kicking pads. Yeah. It will fuck your legs up. So what I'm saying is that's not really an option as as you age as much. And what it's making me think of, I was hiking with a friend and talking about some Muay Thai shit. And they're like, you think this, because I'm 
so into that shit, man. I love it. Like I said, if I'm going to watch a tutorial video, it's going to be how to throw some kind of round kick, not how to fix the <laughs> the brake cable on my truck. So my friend's like, yo, do you think, because I'm talking about this shit, I'm just super into it. You think you're, you're, this is, Muay Thai is always going to be a part of your life? It's like, fuck no, it's not. Hell no. Like, it's not at all. It's something I really love to put energy into right now because I can definitely not a few I would, hell yeah. no would, would I and just being real the, outside of training there if you're and it's the worst thing ever to see someone whether it's physical or not but we can just keep it on the physical side of things trying to overreach their abilities as they age it's like sorry the the window's passed on that like I said and that's why I appreciate what I can do now because the the one it's right here and I wouldn't fool myself, and I hope I know you would tell me. I would tell you the same thing too. As much as I plan on being a damn good shape as I age, if I'm trying to do some shit when I'm an old ass man that I shouldn't be doing, <laughs> for sure. If you're as a friend, be oh, don't do that. <laughs> you better <laughs> fuck yourself up. You know, what I mean? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like that's that's necessary. So yeah, I think it, it it's really just about like I said I'm I'm really just bringing it back to the context of the individual, what you want to do with yourself and more importantly what you should do with yourself. First, you have to start with uh with the ability, like the basic parameters, and then what's actually going to be be useful in the context of of that individual's life. So shit, man, for like I said, bring it back to right where I started. That's that's all I'm really on at the moment cuz that's what I'm I'm so so engaged with and i did want to want to ask you too man because as much as i do think you should still be training jujitsu even though i know you i'm don't gonna have be getting back shit. into it i, I guess some, i guess some people i'm gonna try because right now i'm actually in between uh i'm trying to find a fucking good coach out here i want to i want to do that bodybuilding i already i had one pretty much fucking lined up and then uh, it just didn't work out um, a coach for for the bodybuilding. Yeah, I need I need to have you need to be like on a team. Like or said, that's what I was bringing. So having a coach, a def like a, someone to help you with the prep and all that, I would say probably necessary at the very beginning. But a couple things for First, sure. Well, there's a lot of things out that I'm not familiar with. People don't know what the well. fuck we're talking about. You're. Yeah. So you're, I'm actually I want to compete. I want to compete in bodybuilding. You're doing class. a bodybuilding show sometime this year, right? Yeah, I was hoping to do the one in July. Yep. Yeah, so and you have a few shows in mind, which I think would, and it just is what it is for people who who like to train like we do. It's good to have some kind of goals to frame, whether or not it's just a simple like trying to hit a PR in the gym or yeah. a long term, whether it's weight, a certain way you look, whatever it is. Having, some, of course, it's good to organize around some kind of goals, and I just personally, knowing you, man, think that would be a perfect one for you to. to it's something that I've always kind of, I never like, I've always dreamed of it, I always thought about it, but never thought it would you know, thought of it, even doing it until now and we live out here. Now, Big difference, you know what I mean? Well, that's I got, what I'm saying. Now you can. And I as can. much as I got the opportunity, yeah. Bodybuilding's slightly different. They do have like master's classes and all that. Probably don't wait till you're fucking 50 to do your first bodybuilding show. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, well, for the other right thing now. is too, like I, ha- I, have, I have a really good like uh, support system and stuff in, within the bodybuilding, you know, n- knowing somebody that does it themselves. And I know I've met a few other people throughout that. And then just the growth and where I am and stuff. And like you said, I want to take advantage of my youth right now. You know what I mean? I might as well. Like, especially like one of my biggest things that I want to match up, man, is 
and I don't know why, and it's not even like something I'm super worried about or I'm even uh, uh, like um, self-conscious about or anything, but I want to do it full on with no fucking enhancements. I, I, I don't. Oh, yeah, need, for sure. And and like everywhere I've been, the, the past two people I look, looked at, the coaches and talked to, they have some type of fucking enhancement they want you to be on. So this is what I would recommend for you because as much as it hasn't been like a big interest of mine just in the last few years, like when we started training together, man, I was way more into the bodybuilding side of things than you. I love reading those fitness magazines, all that shit. I still like if I run into someone, we're talking workouts, I can still and it's funny because he comes up more and more because there's that Netflix documentary like someone brings up Ronnie Coleman or Jay Cutler, one of the big, big names. I can easily chop it up with them about it. as much as I, I don't. I'm not as current as I, I used to be at all with the sport. I, I, I'm a fan of it in general. It's just it's crazy what those guys do, the work they put themselves through, and whatever level we're talking about. And there's all sorts of different divisions are coming out, which is good now. That it seems like hopefully we're moving away from the just like who has the most freakish genetics to pump the most growth hormone, the most. That's test, what I'm and talking the most about. So like. That's well, you're, I'm you're also, classic. yeah, you brought up the different, yeah, the, the classic physique division, which mm-hmm. I think has huge potential in bodybuilding right now. Because what happened is just for people who aren't familiar with bodybuilding at all, you started out back in the day, bodybuilding, pretty much people think of like the Arnold era. So think of the old school Arnold Schwarzenegger before he was in like Conan Terminator, pretty fucking ridiculously big, definitely taking some steroids. So over the 90s and up to early 2000s, that morphed into these motherfuckers who are like 5'8", almost 300 pounds, pumping so many drugs. And not to take away anything from the crazy work they put in, but they're doing obscene things. And I don't even want to go in on how unhealthy it is because, like we talked about before, lots of sports unhealthy, man. Boxing, whatever, football, terrible. But if you want to do it, that's totally fine. So I don't care about that side. What I do care about is it just looks like shit for almost anyone, except for the very, very. Well, like we've had the conversation issue. before. When you have, you almost look obese when you're like well, that fucking. When type you of have, shit. when you like, and this, the first thing that got me. This is when I was still way more into that type of workout too. I was training at this gym in Pittsburgh, old school bodybuilding gym. It was fucking awesome. The exercise warehouse for anyone, if anyone is in that area, train there. It's one of the, my favorite gyms I've ever been to. They would have a lot of top bodybuilders would come through. When they had this big show each year and do photo shoots and shit, all because they, they it was it was like a legit old warehouse gym and brick buildings fucking falling apart. It was awesome, man. It'd be rain, <laughs> would throw buckets in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this guy <laughs> walking shit. down. Yeah, I'm walking into the gym from the opposite direction towards it. I see a guy walking the other way, and I'm like, that's just the weirdest fucking. There's something weird. You know when you just see someone with a super weird body type, you're like, what the fuck's going on? I'm looking, and he's in, in sweats, and so full sweats, uh, sweatshirt and sweatpants, just like weirder and weirder, and as the guy got closer, I was like, oh shit, I'd recognized him from from a bodybuilding magazine that I'd read, he was like a, a Mr. Olympia competitor, probably about like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 250 to 300 pounds, like who knows at the time, looked so fucking weird. In like in person, it was like a cartoon character. Stupid weird, man. And like legitimately, when you say like wider than they are tall, that's the closest I've ever actually seen to somebody. It was 
the weirdest shaped human being I've ever seen in my <laughs> fucking life. And I was like, that's fucking strange as shit. So, and you know what the sad thing is, is when you get to that point too, you know how limited they are. Like I saw, I saw this fucking YouTube video about this guy. He was preaching on not to take, not to take steroids or enhancements in any way. And this is what happened to him. He's one of those massive fuckers. He just never went anywhere with it. He just got fucking huge yep. and he's still huge. But he says he can't he couldn't he hasn't been able to put his shoes on and actually tie them since he was 34 years old cuz his fucking legs and his back and his chest everything's so big swollen and fucking tight he can't move around he said well, he, and, he, yeah, and so, he has abs you know what i mean he has fucking he's ripped he's fucking massive arms and shit he said he has a horrible time trying to like wash the center of his back he barely gets his hand behind his hip you know what i, I mean know, that's like, so fucked too because that fucking, guy from how you're describing him, even though with him being, he's doing a little bit of what I was talking about. He's being a little objective at himself, like being real about the negatives to it. He's still, if he's that big, he hasn't stopped training and taking drugs. No, he hasn't stopped training. He's so well, he addicted he's to that it. shit. Yeah, he yeah. said he's in it. He, which, and the thing is, he said he said he's not one of those guys that uh, just loves fucking putting on the muscle because he loves putting on the muscle, which he is. He's got to fucking be. I mean, he's fucking yeah. massive. But guys who are just like that always go back to being fat fucks after because they either go off the drugs or go off the training. Well, the thing is, he has that weird bulge look, like that fucking, like as if he is wearing a keg in the front. You know what I mean? Like like he's got abs. Yeah, that's cool. But he has abs in this giant fucking rounded gut. It's hilarious because he almost got shit for Arnold started even at his own competition. So he runs... Arnold runs the Arnold Classic, which they have multiple versions around the world now. It's, it's actually the biggest sports festival that happens and that's ever happened. They have the massive sports festival in Ohio each year that's organized around this big bodybuilding show, which is the second right behind the Olympia, like the biggest prize you could win in bodybuilding. He started talking shit. Like when he did this, he'd be like, like, look, these guys are like working really hard, but like it's kind of fucked up to be up on a bodybuilding stage with a big gut. Even if it is, even if there's still abs, it's still like a big distended gut. And tons of other people at lower levels of the talk shit. Arnold just got more press because he's fucking Arnold, of course, one of the greatest in that sport. So what it is, it's a combination of the drugs. Some people say that taking all that growth hormone actually enlarges some of your internal organs. Yeah, that's I what I just say, organs. That might be a little bit true. I think it's more just the bloated look because when you take that many drugs, and this is one of the things that often gets overlooked about steroids too, steroids will never just get you jacked just by taking them what they do is give you the capacity to have way more muscle growth than you would naturally so you still have to put in the work and in reference to the gut you still have to eat the food so that's when you see these guys you so you say you you have your normal the normal guy great genetics maybe his potential would be about maxed out at we'll say 200 pounds i know that's low but just for a nice round number so we'll say he can train this much he can train However many times a week, still recover. He has to eat 4,500 calories a day. Now he takes those steroids. His genetic potential has been artificially enhanced to, say, 250 pounds. And I'm talking about in crazy good shape for both of those, just for the reference, too. Yeah. So he can now he, – he increased that potential to 250 pounds. He can't still eat 4,500 calories and get there. Now he has to eat 65. Yeah. So you get these guys pumping themselves full of drugs – doing crazy workouts because they can recover faster so they can work out more. They also have to eat a stupid amount of food. If we're talking about back to normal people, a normal like healthy gut and all kinds of shit like that, you have zero chance of that as a, a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. You think your your gut's not fucked up. 
if you're eating fucking six to 10,000 calories of bullshit every day, most of them <laughs> aren't that healthy with it either. So I think a lot of that crazy look they get is, of course, a little bit from the drugs. I think more of it is just literally having a bloated gut from eating obnoxious amounts of shit. Well, you food. can see when, the, when it's up on stage, days. too. Like certain yeah, guys, stu- certain people have it and certain people don't. Certain people can have a nice, like, so they have it a perfect shape, tucks but in, all that real, good stuff. It's super rare now at the high I think level. it's just the habits super that they rare. have within, within their diet. You yeah. Know what I mean? So I do think it would probably be possible to say, apply the same thing that you would do to like a normal healthier person to get them like you know, get their microbiome and check and all that shit to a higher level so say do it with the least amount of damage but the reality is like i said you're artificially enhancing your ability to build muscle and recover so there's no getting around that you're it, it's not normal to have to eat that much food because they're those guys are eating all day every day and you can't ever take time off with it like being real, man, this is just stupid because I can come back to someone. I said, I'll, I'll use myself as an example, not in any kind of bodybuilding context. This annoys me every time. It's happened every fucking time this year. So I, I cruised back to, to Vermont for, for New Year's. I was there, uh, flew out Thursday night. I was back here New Year's Day that night. So back here the next Tuesday, four days or whatever. I didn't, uh, I didn't train while I was there. I think the I went on a hike, so I didn't do really do outside of maybe like a little stretching or something. I didn't do any training. I ate pretty much, I would say normal-ish, but like definitely with significantly more uh, shitty food. And I drank a ton that whole weekend. Got a, a bottle of Conor McGregor's whiskey. It, it was on point, man. I was, <laughs> wasn't mad at it at all. It wasn't like the best whiskey ever by any means, but what it really was it's like a way better version of Jameson's. You, you'll definitely it? Have to try it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, like $30 bottles. So we're talking like low level whiskey, but it was for what it was. I, yeah, I was, I was impressed overall. And that shit went down fast. So drank a ton, came back and my, uh, my, the couple days after I got back, my morning weight was about eight pounds less than when I left. So as we always, it's just worth clarifying, it wasn't actually, I didn't literally lose eight pounds, there's water weight and the other things. I did actually lose a couple pounds over just from not working out and not eat, even though I felt like I was eating normally. For someone with my body type, I have to go out my way to eat a bunch of food or I lose weight really easily. It's how I've been since I started training back. See, for me... For me, actually, it was the it was the other way around a little bit. I threw a couple pounds on, and exactly. I even like that's just and that's just because of my genet- body weight. genetics. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I'm tall and skinny. You're short and stocky. Yeah, it's just just for people's reference too, because yeah. we're we're just uh, here Two here totally different ends on, this, on that. Yeah, yeah, totally different ends of the spectrum. But the thing is, though, when I was there, I also worked out too, but I did eat a lot more than I normally eat here. You know, I was so like fucking what I indulgent. I didn't very... eat too much shitty food. I just ate a lot more. Yeah, well, and I can't say this for sure because I'm not talking about like literally tracking my calories and knowing it's exactly equal. But I noticed myself lose significantly more if I don't train, like I did for a couple of days, versus if I do train and just eat whatever. So totally go off how I normally eat, whether that's just the t- quality of food or the amount, I notice myself lose a lot more just if I don't strength train for a few days. And that makes sense with my body type because I'm naturally tall and skinny. So yeah. it, yeah, so all I'm saying is the only reason I brought that up, and it's a very roundabout example since we went, on, went down that, that tangent there, you take a, 
someone, say a, a 275 pound bodybuilder, all great genetics, but still all pumped up on drugs. They're trying to max out everything in terms of their potential for muscle. Maybe, and I, you hear about this with guys all the time, give them a day or two off where they just might maybe eat like a normal person and don't, don't do their normal workouts, shit, maybe not take their normal drugs too. They could lose like 15 or 20 pounds. Again, not literally of muscle, but of water, muscle, all of it. Yeah. It'll, it'll go away like that. And then for guys who are working that hard and putting their fucking lives into it, that's a, that's I mean, a shitty loss. So. I mean, for a quick example, I can literally tell you right now because I've been tracking it. I've been keeping very close attention to my diet, especially wanting to compete and shit. So, like, I'm trying to stay kind of lean because I, I like it. And I'm trying to grow at the same time. It's a new experiment for me, so I'm messing with yeah. it. But I literally know I will fluctuate anywhere from five to eight pounds. Like that's as yep. close as I can get the range. Five to eight pounds a day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So so like if I did that for two days and kind of just like let myself go one day, didn't eat much, and then I go like uh, and was still working out as I am, I'm gonna be fucking shedding weight faster than I could like ever imagine. For one thing, it will stop. But I'm going to shed at least 10 solid pounds real quick. Yeah. You know? What I was saying about myself, man, it's no mystery at all because like what I was saying, if I don't train, I have much less of an appetite, especially if I'm not strength training. So even if I'm not thinking about it all, I'm like, oh, I was eating shitty food or whatever because I was traveling. If I'm not training, I know I'm eating significantly less. So it makes perfect sense. Like if I take just a few days, yeah, good I don't train, I don't train and I eat way less, of course, like it's, it's no surprise lose a couple pounds real quick but yeah it's gonna be fascinating and that's honestly one of the main reasons i want you to do this shit man because you're gonna learn so much about how your physiology works when you get into this you're gonna be like oh i saw a big bump in in my weight this day probably because i was loaded up on sodium or carbs or whatever it was yeah. you'll be able to isolate the little factors and just get to know your yourself better with that shit how about this man like i don't know i don't know if it's about you know if you experience this at all but um, when I go back home, this is I've been back home now three times since I lived out here, and every time I go back, I feel I don't know what the hell difference is on the East Coast from being here, other than like the you know of course being dry, much more sun, all that good shit, being the elevation. But man, I feel like almost swollen, like I retain water more. So- does that make sense in any way? I've been thinking about it. I haven't looked into it. I don't know why, but I've been thinking yeah. about it here and there. And it just – when I go out there, I literally feel like I'm – maybe maybe it's because I'm so dry here. And when I go back, everything is moist, so it just feels that so way. I, I don't have any specific reason. That would be a hard one to isolate. We could say a couple things. One, it might just be because you drink way more because it's so dry here. You might still be like pounding the same amount of water there when you didn't need to i'm just, yeah. I'm just shoot just off the top yeah Another but i one, slowed it down yeah for yo, sure yeah one thing that's known for making people retain water especially in this kind of bodybuilding sense that we're talking about is being on an airplane so i know you don't fly every time but if you do fly see that's fucking very interesting yeah. because whenever i fly like when i flew to vegas this last time and i and i uh before i just flew to vermont my fucking I, my hands and shit feels swollen so that's yeah, interesting. Which, so that's so what is that? A, what is that? Behind? I don't know the me- mechanism behind. I'm gonna say why, I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, now. I don't I like know that one. The other one for sure would be eating more sugars, like more because you're probably eating like Christmas cookies and shit. The last time you were back, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, so I more. Didn't, I didn't let myself. I fucking kept all 
Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did good, man. The well, only uh, thing I ate was a okay. I did good with the cookies, but I did eat a whole <laughs> fucking apple pie. My yeah. deep dish. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I, didn't, I didn't eat no cookies, though. Like, I didn't... <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't like, cookies. Dude, okay. You literally probably ate like 1,500 grams of carbohydrate just from a, a pie, just yourself, which you've been known for that shit for years where you're smashing a whole fucking pie by yourself. <laughs> And not like a regular pie either, like a five-inch yeah. deep dish apple pie. It's fucking so good. Listen, though, I did it. No ice cream, no nothing. Just pop it right out of the oven. Yeah. I ate the pie only. It's just you had no cookies, but a whole pie. But, yo, no ice cream with it. It was just the pie. There you go. All right. I think all the other – the actual – what you were actually talking about aside, I don't, I don't know for sure because there probably is something behind it, whether it's elevation or water or whatever. If there's any way to get yourself to retain water, it would be eat a whole pie. Okay, but but hold on. This might help it out, though, because I felt that way before I ate yeah, the pie. That's I ate the, the pie. I know what you're saying, too. Yeah, you're I know, actually, yeah, 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 I know I, you're, yeah. I know how you are and how well you know yourself. You're talking about, actually, when you go back to the East Coast. And I don't know for sure, but what we can say is one thing we both noticed when we got out here is we we both got significantly leaner and it wasn't just because like straight moving out and not eating as much because being real like personally and I know you do too I just prioritize my food over a lot of other things I always have a lot of good food on deck always have so (laughs) I rarely unless I'm traveling slack on that too much anyway so I think it could be something about you retain less water here because one thing that will right away make you look significantly leaner without losing any body fat at all is just getting some of the the subcutaneous water out so just that's the water that's blurring the muscle in between the skin and the muscle so that and that's what bodybuilders do it to the extreme like before their shows and all that of course so i would guess you're right but i honestly have no idea why yeah. i have and i would it's just like that's it i've done it i've paid attention to like i said now three times that i traveled and now that you pointed out the airplane it is every time i'm in the airplane like my feet fucking get like swollen my hands are fucking swollen i feel swollen i just feel fucking swollen overall like my shirt ends up being tighter especially like you know my shit kind of fits tight in a lot of areas already so it's honestly like, every fuck? time i feel like this is and it's just because i tend to drink more when i travel too and just and it's more just the places and people i've been going to see lately i always feel dehydrated when i'm on the plane so I'm always feeling like light dried out anyway, which and I, dude, I don't, I like flying like the, it's cool. It, it's a awesome that we can just zip across the country. Now it's, it's pretty cheap, super cool. Y'all, you can get some, some dope views at the airplane and all that, but being on an airplane does always make me feel weird. Like, I don't know it if is. it's just so unnatural, like, you know, flying in a fucking well, tin for, can across for one the sky. Thing, I think but, also, I think also, okay, this is just a theory of mine, but like it is all that, okay, for to get the stuff, out, some of it out of the way, flying in the fucking air for one thing is ridiculous, okay? For, for your body to even comprehend what the fuck's going on, you're in this oversized like build, like small building. It's like a fucking small building up yeah. in the air. It's okay. It's heavy as hell. It's got all these people in it. So that's hard to comprehend what's going on there. I also do and not then, fly without edibles, so I'm always like thinking weird stuff about the plane. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on? Here? I do the same thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> but then I also, you know, because I was about fucking 120 milligrams in at this point, 
Damn, that's heavy, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, I wanted to sleep. Well, I'm, to I'm sleep. usually trying to sleep too, and I'll do like 20 or 30 because if I do that many, I'm there like not like actually freaking out, but freaking out about how the fuck I'm in in a plane. Oh, see, like, I wasn't. See, I just get super tired. <laughs> see, what I did is I took I took 30 uh, on my way on my way driving to Denver. Then I took like another fucking. I took what the I took yeah after the 30. I went ahead and just did 60, <laughs> and then I was like, fuck it. I'm hopping on the plane, and I popped the rest. It was all chocolate, so I was yeah. like, why not, you know? And then, so I ate it up, and I was sitting there thinking while I'm feeling fucking super high. I'm like, man, we have all these people on this fucking plane, and nobody interacts with each other. Very few, very seldom is this. It's kind of, I feel weird. It's weird to me that that we don't, interact or have any um even communication with each other we're just very fucking in our own zone and that's relatively recent though because i used to fly a lot when i was younger and it used to be way more common like almost standard and people do it now occasionally and of course you hear people having conversations on the plane but it was definitely even just like 10 years ago way more common people used to sit down and almost always like at least try to have a conversation. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. Like I, I started talking to a few people and a couple of the people I talked to were kind of like weird. You know, they didn't really want to yeah. talk to me because they didn't know me. So I was like, whatever, I'll fucking stop talking to you. And then I started talking to some other people and they were like interested. But when I was paying attention, the majority like, yeah, there is some conversation going on. I'm not saying that there's no, no but, conversation No, you're going 100. On, but it's way less very common little. than it used to be. I, I used to fly probably, well, I guess actually about the same. I don't know, like, I would say like three or four times a year at least. Yeah. And yeah, it, it well, was. And, well, way I just more feel like common. that's also like a weird thing for us, you know, being human and being the animals we are and being so antisocial in an area like this that. This is the weird thing, man, because I think this is where it's kind of everything's like clashing right now because we're humans, super, super social animals by nature right like that's more evolutionary shit fundamentally built in but it was super social in small connections in little groups running into people you weren't familiar that triggers the opposite primal shit it triggers what the fuck is this person and are they going to do anything to hurt me so yes think about you know what i mean in that context when you ran into an unfamiliar person historically that whether even we don't even have to go back to caveman on this shit whatever medieval times all it, it was a almost always a bad thing you were very yeah. rarely going to run into someone totally unfamiliar so now we kind of have this cultural and evolutionary clash where you know like you sit down next to someone on a plane unless they're a fucking terrorist they're probably not out to get you <laughs> so you're you're thinking from a very logical like reasonable perspective i could maybe have a good conversation with this person but chances are, even though someone might not understand it at all, if they're be, like so the people you said were being weird, you try to say that you're not like very unlikely you're going to have a good conversation. They probably have no idea why, but they're sitting there being kind of fearful. Like, why the fuck's this guy trying to talk to me? And all you're trying to do is have a conversation. Yeah, I was just trying to conversate. Cause, yeah, because they don't even know. And who knows? Maybe they're feeling weird because they're on a plane because all the other shit we were talking about. Maybe Whatever. they popped a Xanax instead of an edible. <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. they are, they got the ambient going, so they're they're fucking seeing hallucinations and shit. You, you're just sitting there trying to have a conversation. Like, Damn. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, there's a lot of very weird factors going into that. Now it should be as simple because what you want to be is, dude, just sit down next to another human and have a fucking conversation. 
but the I mean, reality is like there's way more factors. For everybody. I feel and like it is. Could, yeah, I but mean, it's valuable you're, you're in talking, many senses. You're talking logically. The issue is all the logical reasons that humans do the things they do, that's what I was talking about with that clash, don't really apply now because all the things that used to apply, all the evolutionary stuff doesn't fit in this modern world. Being on a plane sets off all these weird physiological triggers that mo- is, are going to be very hard for even someone who's trying to pay attention to them to understand. So someone who's not even thinking about that shit, they're going to be feeling all sort of ways that they have no idea how to interpret. True. So the, and, and that shows up in all contexts. Like I said, the social thing, and I, I do like to boil it down because it is simpler. Like you see someone you're familiar with, someone you know, a friend or family member, that's when you get the real like, that primal connection where it's it feels very natural to to open up talk to that person whatever you run into someone you don't know it feels weird because of the evolutionary shit it also feels weird too because like say you're in a city or whatever some random person comes up and tries to talk to you like i'm gonna be on guard for sure I mean, what the fuck's this person talking to me about yeah, true. like i'll read yeah. it if they, they seem normal i wouldn't be i wouldn't be weirded out by it but if it just seems like they're really coming up and talking out of no reason that's different than being stuck on a plane next to someone because that's yeah. that's a much better reason. To I mean, have my thing is, I'm talking more of a forced situation. Yeah, being in a plane on, with somebody yeah. or even on a train or I some know what shit. You're saying, but you know what I mean. If someone just just broaden the context a little, you just have a random person come up to talk to you. Even if they're being cool, you're probably still going to question it. So yeah, when you're in the the forced situation like a plane, unconsciously both of y'all are still kind of thinking the same thing, even if you're logically saying, of course, I just want to have a normal conversation with For sure. Well, you know, one thing sometimes I think about is like I'll sit down on the plane and I'll be like, I could probably fucking kick just about everybody's ass on this fucking. (laughs) And every once in a while, there's someone, whether it looks like there's somebody that's like, all right, that motherfucker right there. I'm like, damn, all right, he's got it. Yeah. But no, (laughs) even like they won't even be big. Sometimes, like, I'll pick somebody that looks fucking super lean and like fit and like maybe he's done some type of training. I'm like, all right. Someone with like a a jujitsu shirt on or something, you're like, all right, shit. Like, that motherfucker is someone to watch out for. But. Or if he's just very like you also just like how they hold their demeanor. So I like kind of like I look at all that and I'm like, all right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Also, and this I can't say I wish I could say it in like uh, the sense of the whole after the whole 9-11, all the other like little terrorist attempts following that. It was because of that. I, I think about like, oh, if someone's trying to fuck up this plane, what what could I do? The reason I think of that is because of Harold and Kumar escaped yeah. from Guantanamo Bay. That's what oh, I'm, man. See, I just I do that automatically. I'm just like, if somebody was on this fucking plane with a knife threatening me, I'd fucking kick their ass. I don't give a fuck. Grab a piece of luggage, throw it at them, beat their fucking ass. Every time someone tried a weak-ass little like terrorist attack, and admittedly it wasn't as organized as the 9-11 attacks, but... It happened a few times in the years right after that. People jumped them right quick. Because That's what I mean. It makes was, no sense. The only reason that shit worked is because it was just so unexpected. Because before that, like, yo, the TSA wasn't around before that. All the security shit you have to deal with wasn't around before. It was so stupid easy. Like, they honestly probably, if they were a little bit smarter, could have gotten away with getting guns on the plane instead of fucking knives. And, yeah. th- dude... Those clowns who actually did the 9-11 attack, you know what a lot of them had on them? Fucking box cutters. We're talking yeah, about bo- a box dude. A fucking box cutter. Please let me add a fucking terrorist with a box cutter. <laughs> like I will kick their teeth in so fast. <laughs> 
and and pure, it was just because no Especially going with right the back bunch to the other people shit. on a plane and being so close and That's shit what like I'm saying. what the All fuck was what and i don't even know the details but i would assume what they did is they pulled that shit real quick got in the cockpit and shut the door and then yeah. it's kind of game over because you can just lock that from the inside but now like yeah they're Unless someone is really on their game, there's no chance that's happening because there's going to be someone like you, me, or someone way more capable and hopefully more than one person who is going to handle them real quick. Real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, it, I, it I just feel like I wouldn't let that stand. Like, I don't give a fuck. If I attacked it, I hope you or attacked him or her or whoever the fuck it was. I hope that the other people would like, you know, jump in too. You'd knock them on the well, ground. Well, Everybody just stand on them real quick. It happened over and over. I, I don't remember. There was a few other ones. The one I always remember the most was that clown who had a bomb in his shoe. Yeah. And he was like fumbling and trying. And people just jumped on him. We're like, no, dude, you're not fucking lighting your shitty little bomb. That probably wouldn't work anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. So now, and unfortunately, all that means is like people who are engaged in terrorist like activities or just finding other things that are unexpected but overall i personally feel pretty safe on the planes you know what i yeah, mean like I it, feel, yeah. and then i guess there's a, supposed to be a marshal on each plane isn't there no i don't think i think as i said that'd be i i thought on, about it that's pretty they're, ridiculous they're, they're not putting a, a air marshal on every plane there's no way there's too many planes like honestly, I would be even if I was passed the fuck out and did because I you know maybe went to towards one of your doses at a <laughs> I'm passed out, slept through the whole thing. I would be perfectly confident that there's some other people on the plane who are gonna handle. Like honestly, sure. almost every time you get on a plane, you see someone who's blatantly traveling for an athletic event, whether it's like football or basketball. Sometimes you'll even see the whole team. You're not gonna get a whole plane full of people without someone who's at least capable and has the balls to do something now. Because all it was was be people being taken by surprise before. It wasn't that yeah. they weren't capable of doing some shit. And I feel stop. like I feel more sorry for the fucker that actually wakes me up in the middle because I hate being <laughs> fucking woken up. So if a motherfucker wakes me up with that shit, it's just like game on right from the yeah. fucking start. Like get the <laughs> fuck If I'm going to sleep and someone i don't care if it who who it is if it's like my favorite person in the goddamn world wakes me up the first thing that goes through my mind is i might punch you (laughs) (laughs) and then like i i realize i'm like all right i'll check that why the fuck did you wake me up i'm a deep sleeper man it takes a lot to wake me up Well, that's what I mean, and I, I don't like being startled either out of my sleep. So fucking a, if you startle me, motherfucker, I feel bad for you, okay? Because it's like on right there as soon as my eyes open up. <laughs> Dude, only thing that's scaring me on a plane is if if one of those those crazy terrorist fucks gets uh gets inspired by snakes on a plane and drops a bunch of cobras in that fucking oh, thing. Oh man. As much as I still think that movie was better than it got credit for, that shit would be scary as fuck. Man. <laughs> Dude, just stand, get up on top of the seats. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but they were dropping from the ceiling, man. They had oh, that shit covered. Yeah. I see. I haven't seen it because I, yeah. I, I never thought much of watching Probably Snakes on the Plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worth it for, for the one, one Samuel L. Jackson line. Other than that, probably not worth it. <laughs> it might be worth watching if you're on a plane. <laughs> yeah man but i'm uh i'm gonna have to wrap up soon here man got some some shit to do before work today but it's uh it's good to get get our first 2019 fucking, fucking 19 
First one in. First one yeah. in. Who knows, man? This might be this might be the nineteen that we remember. You know what I mean? Fuck all those other nineteens. This <laughs> yeah, might be the, the good night. Totally you know forgot. what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, man. It might be so. the nineteen to remember. So yeah, we're gonna, right, yeah. Honestly, we'll, we'll, we'll get back at you on that fucking two thousand twenty. <laughs> we'll keep up with whatever the fuck we're doing on this. Yeah, I don't. I'm real. I'm not planning on doing a damn thing different than I did was doing before before this year. But that's what I mean. So we'll let you know I also, what down. I do. Never... Yeah, do my best to uh to keep myself open to whatever. If I'm feeling like doing some other shit, I'll probably do that. And you know, we'll be talking about it on here. So oh, yeah, yeah. As always, we uh we appreciate anyone listening to this. We're gmv802 at gmail if anyone wants to hit us up direct directly instagram facebook all that bullshit check us out check it out check it occasionally so (laughs) don't expect i'm gonna try actually get better on it i really uh honestly i'm fucking missing the podcast a little bit so i'm I'm gonna because we we've had had more lag than either of us wanted in these over the the end of last blocking out time now man i'm blocking time we have a good little game plan to get more episodes done consistently, but I'm I'm about getting the episodes out. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm gonna check the email every fucking day because I'm not. So no, no I'm not gonna lie either. But I'm gonna at least check. Like I have a on my agenda to check the fucking Instagram now once a motherfucking week. I'll check the email. Yeah, like what I honestly every time we record an episode, I check it. That's what it is. So. Okay. If anyone happens to hit us up, doesn't hear back, wait for that next episode, then I'll hit you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and also, like, we just more and more listens on SoundCloud. So whoever that is, we we appreciate it. We really do. And yeah, any any feedback, comments, whatever, suggestions, questions, any anything, man, negative, anything, positive, just fucking throw it at us. We, we clearly like to talk about random shit. So anything anyone wants us to talk about. Throw that in, and we'll probably get around to it one of these episodes. So, yeah, thanks again, and we out of here. Peace.